Hey, and welcome to the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. It's been a while, but I'm back at it. I'm actually dropping two episodes to start off this season, but there's a catch. One of them is in Spanish. Yes, it's our very first episode in Spanish. And since we're in the process of organizing the second edition of the Monterrey Barbecue Festival with my buddy Luis Rivas, of course, I thought it'd be great to to drop some interviews that I did from last year's event. Now, if you understand some Spanish, tune in, check it out. Uh, Now, for this episode, the English episode, my first episode of 2023, Uh, I sit down and I chat with Mr. Hector Garate of Palmira Barbecue in South Carolina. Now, Hector burst into the scene uh, with his Puerto Rican roots, creative mind. He's blown away his customers with his Carolina and Latino barbecue-inspired food there. He's had some incredible collaborations this summer. He's getting ready to open uh, a new restaurant, so he's done a lot of really cool collaborations. One with my my good buddy John Bates out at Interstellar Barbecue, and just this past weekend he had another one with Koi Barbecue in Houston. So he's he's getting out there and having a lot of fun. So look out for them later this year with their uh, opening of their of their new brick and mortar. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Palmita Barbecue. All right, today I am sitting with my good buddy Hector Garate from Palmira Barbecue. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. How you doing today? Great. I'm doing awesome, man. It's uh, it's good to talk to you. I know that uh, I've seen you really blowing up out there, so I'm like, man, I gotta get Hector on here, especially you know we're, we're Latinos, you know. So uh, oh yeah, man, represent. <laughs> I gotta represent. Yeah. Um, so where are you guys located, uh, Hector? So we are located in Charleston, South Carolina. To be more specific, we're in West Ashley, which is a uh, area of Charleston. Um, so yeah, that's when where we're gonna be uh, opening the restaurant. Oh, yeah. okay, beautiful, beautiful. So you guys are just doing pop-ups right now? <clears throat> yeah, at this moment we're doing uh, pop-ups. Uh, we were in a food hall in downtown Charleston for a year, we tested the concept and make sure that everything, dial everything in, recipes, we learned so much in that time and period. So we started in pop-ups, went to the food hall, and then decided that we needed to go brick and mortar. But the transition uh, to brick and mortar obviously takes a while. <laughs> it takes a minute. So for us at that point, we decided to take this opportunity to travel, to do collaborations, to be able to um, do a lot of pop-ups and, and and reach different audiences other than the downtown Charleston audience. So that gave us that opportunity to do that and go that's, back to our roots. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great. We'll get, we'll get uh, more into the, the food hall and all of that good stuff. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Kind of where you grew up. What what influenced uh, you to uh, to start doing barbecue? And uh, you know, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm from Puerto Rico, and I grew up in Puerto Rico until I was 13, 14 years old. So growing up, I had you know we have lechon, we have uh, a lot of we call it like Puerto Rican barbecue, essentially lechonerias, and I had those experiences since I was a kid. 
uh, going and, and eating um, essentially Puerto Rican whole hog, right? And uh, and all the sides of the cungandules and all these other things that make Puerto Rican cuisine, especially we eat a lot in, um, in Christmas. It's a, it's a big thing for us. So yeah, from there, we moved to North Carolina. And in North Carolina, uh, I remember my first bite, I was in the wrestling team, uh, which I haven't told the story to anybody, but I was in the wrestling team in, uh, in my high school. And uh, they had like a caterer and the, and the first catering, the, the, it was a barbecue catering and it was a vinegar base. And they had the hush puppies, the, uh, all the sides and everything. It was so new to me and so different, but I, I still remember that bite of like that vinegar whole hog and it was like really, really good. And um, yeah, you remember those moments and you know, it's great. And then from there, uh, my family decided to move to South Carolina after uh, I finished high school. Uh, Puerto Rican families, they stay pretty close, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I moved out of my house when I was like 21. So if that tells you anything, but, uh, <laughs> and then from there in South Carolina, where obviously has a rich culture of uh, whole hot cooking and also uh, different types of barbecues. Uh, you have vinegar base, you have mustard base, you have light tomato, uh, heavy tomato. There's just so many, so so much in a rich history and um, barbecue traditions and techniques, uh, mainly direct heat, as we know. So yeah, that all those things, eating all that, well, inspires you, you know, because it's, it's what is around you. But also having the seasonings of all the seasonings that you grew up with inspire you as well. And, and it's crazy. I mean, I've been married... Uh, 12 years and my wife is from Michoacan, Mexico. So, um, you know, even being with her 12 years, you get inspired by, she has, uh, it's eight in total. I mean, it's just like older brothers, you know, she's the youngest and, you know, we do like, uh, carnitas michoacanas, barbacoas, all those things you get inspired too, you know, a little bit because yeah. you know, this family at the, at the end of the day, uh, now that I pull too much from that, but we do here and there, you know, uh, yeah. with certain things. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, I, I grew up in Texas. I'm born and raised Texas boy, you know, and I moved out to California only six years ago. And and a lot of times we see people that start up and it's Texas influenced barbecue, right? And and it's cool to see somebody growing up influenced with Carolina style barbecue. And kind of now evolved into uh, into not just Carolina, but your your roots, the Puerto Rican roots, and then I love that that you have some Michoacan roots there too. My my wife is from San Luis Potosi, Mexico. So oh, nice. uh, my dad's from uh, Monterrey, and my mom's from Guadalajara. So we have a lot of different influences of the Latin community uh, type sure. of food and. Uh, the arroz con gandules. I'm not really a gandules fan, but I love the arroz. My wife grew up with uh, a Puerto Rican family as in, in you know as part of their church, and nice. uh, and so now she makes the arroz, but she makes it like Puerto Rican style, and everybody loves her rice. Like she's <laughs> she's known for her for her rice. Um, That's awesome. But uh, but yeah, man, that's that you know just looking at the pictures of of you guys' food and and just hearing uh, the feedback that that I've been hearing about you guys. It's, it's pretty incredible. So did you ever see, like, your, was your dad, was your family members, were they the ones cooking? Were you getting involved? And how big of a family did, do you have? So um, my great-grandma, which is Palmira, she she passed away, um, like, 100 and something 
Wow. So, and yeah, she had a twin sister that outlived her too. Uh, wow. Her twin sister name was America. <laughs> so they, they were, um, they lived, you know, uh, all through, you know, I mean, everything, World War One, <laughs> like, I mean, it was crazy. World War Two, like everything. So um, they, when I was in, in, in Puerto Rico and, you know, growing up in the kitchen, uh, I saw them doing los con pollos and different, they used to cook a lot in the kitchen. And I remember being in the kitchen and uh, she teaching me certain things and, and, you know, and those experiences, those smells and everything, they never go away. Um, and then in the same house, my, my grandpa is the one that cooks the most. And uh, he did from everything from paellas to different type of dishes as well and uh, cooking different things and, and all those things get, you know, it's just, I think the main thing with uh, Latino families is that we get exposed from an early age to uh, certain seasonings and, and, and heavily seasoned stuff. So our palate is well-developed and we're like, our standards for certain things. It's like, oh man, this needs more sazon or this needs, you know, and it's just part of a, a, a byproduct of our culture, just the way mm-hmm. that, 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 that we uh, grew up. And I feel like that's obviously, uh, we have so much rich culture to pull from uh, in, in many ways as Latin Americans. And um, it's great. I feel like that's, um, that's a benefit. I yeah. Feel like my advantage I, I feel like awesome man <laughs> and so um so you would say you probably started with live fire cooking and you were probably doing the lechon the, the whole hog um yeah i will say so i'll tell you this uh, okay. my wife bought me also pulling from from texas as well because mm-hmm. i mean you, you wouldn't texas has like uh, so much to offer too and the thing is uh, my wife bought me this offset smoker uh, actually, to be specific, it was like an Oklahoma Joe's, right? Oh, okay. And I mean, I've been cooking other stuff as well. I, I've been cooking the live fire stuff before. I've been in butcheries with families here, like where they kill the hog and we cook it. And they make sausage and all those other things. But then there was a transition in my cooking career. This what, like Lounge Palmira. I started getting into offsets, too. And... I started learning how to cook brisket and I was like a hundred percent, like one year, like full on, like, let me do brisket and like all these things. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it got into that world, but I think what I, the, the learning how to do the offset and the fire management and such a small smoker taught me more about the fire management. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to get something bigger. I didn't have the money to buy a smoker. Um, to spend $15,000, $10,000, whatever. So I built my own. I went to Harbor Freights, bought a, a $200 welder, a uh, stick welder, uh, found the tanks for free, and, uh, yeah, just built a whole company <laughs> on a dream, you know, and uh, just stick weld them. all. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't even like, let me find a welder. I was like, I'm going to learn how to weld, and I'm just going to make this happen. That's just the drive <laughs> I had inside of me. So... I went to from cooking on the Oklahoma Joe's to full on like YouTube welder mode and like practicing running beats and everything. Got it down pack enough that I feel confident to uh, go all over South Carolina picking materials and, and, and just building this rig that is the first palmetto smoker. Then from there, I started developing my techniques better and better. And uh, at one point, um, I decided to stop cooking brisket and focus on other cuts and at the same time 
well, beef cheeks, to be specific, when it comes to collagen, when it comes to the beef aspect of it, beef cheeks is like my to go to. I feel like it was richer. It was like, for me, it was like the barbacoa, that like flavor. It was just better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I don't do brisket here and there, I do because it's fun to do it, but it's not my staple. It's not when my customer base comes and goes like, mm-hmm. oh, where's the brisket? No, they're going to be like, where's the beef cheeks? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> or where's the whole hog? Or where's the sausage, for example? We sell a lot of sausage. Uh, the Pionono sausage, which is a Puerto Rican take. Uh, we do sofrito. Uh, we put sweet platanes on it. And um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, we put Gouda cheese. It's like, so yeah. it's like all in there, like a pionono. And then it's like a Puerto Rican dish. And, you know, people like it because it's just different. You know, it's not the same um, jalapeno cheese sausage. Yeah. Barbecue <laughs> joint. And um, uh, yeah, so pretty much that's pretty much the rundown. I mean, and, and uh, the way that we develop, but we always evolving. That's something about us. We never stay in the same um thinking like i'm always evolving i'm always thinking like how can i make things better you know um and that never ends and i think that's keep us keep us on our toes you know absolutely absolutely and what were you doing before barbecue what what was your career or or have you always been cooking yeah i was working like bars kitchens um certain things uh of that nature um and, you know, even uh, I lived in New York City for a little bit, too, working some bars up there, um, managed restaurants and certain things like that. And and they get to a point that I just didn't have a passion for those things. Like I wake up every morning. I'm like, yeah, OK, I'm going to work. I'm going to the motions, but I don't have a passion. And I felt like when I when I discover like mainly I think cooking on that offset, it was the most, cause it, it was more interactive uh, than anything else, you know, cause you needed, it, so, it was so small and I needed to be put in splits and everything that I just fell in love with that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, more of the uh, process, uh, not really like cooking the meat, but just the process of cooking the meat. That was mm-hmm. what I gravitate towards. And then from there, like the whole culture behind it, building my own smoker, I did this and, and building the whole company behind it and the whole culture. And uh, at that moment, there was a lot of barbecue uh, companies like rising in popularity and, and um, uh, especially in California. California was like booming, you know, um, with all the guys that were doing craft barbecue up there. And that's when, uh, you know, you get inspired. You see that, that outlaw kind of like, you know, movement that everybody's just trying to, you get inspired by that. And you see a real sense of culture. You see all the Latinos doing it. Mm-hmm. That inspires you, you know, mm-hmm. to be like, I can do it. You know, you see a Latino doing this. And for me, that was like uh, a big moment, you know, when all them guys like did it in California because there was no other, you know, um, I don't know. There was definitely a lot of guys in Texas doing it. They had Latino heritage, but uh, you know, I, it was something about that California because it was outside of Texas, you know. Yeah. And, and it was a big deal, I think, for for the culture, you know. And yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. That that makes me feel good. I I moved out here in 2017, and uh, it was the end of uh, 2017, and I remember I was missing my Texas barbecue, and uh, you know. I talked to my buddy Brett Boring back in Texas and he said, man, you should try out, check out these guys that I'm following on Instagram. They're in California. And it turned out to be a, a Moosecraft barbecue. And uh, 
and at the time, um, also Bert Packman. And uh, so I, I looked up looked up both of those guys, and I went to the first the first pop up I ever went to was uh, was Andrew Munoz's at Moose. Andrew and Michelle Munoz, um, and they had a line, and I was like, oh my god, they had a pit out there. Uh, you know, uh, like a 500 gallon, and it was like, uh, it was incredible. I felt like I was back at home, um, in Texas. And, uh, and yeah, you're right. I mean, seeing these, uh, these Latinos out here that, uh, that are putting their own, you know, their own flavors into it, um, you know, just little things here and there, because you already have the Tex Mex barbecue, right? You have the mm-hmm. Valentinas out there, and you have, you know, all, yeah. all of the other folks that are doing the Tex-Mex, but these guys are doing things a little differently as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, them and, and obviously my boy Danny over at Heritage Barbecue, you know, it's it's uh, it's those guys that are paving the way for a lot of these other folks. And then there's a ton of other ones. You know, my, oh, yeah, my, sure. Yeah, my, and a lot of them, like, you know, like McGillas and... Uh, and uh, A's and uh, and Herks and you know these like um, a bunch of a bunch of other groups of of other guys and a lot of them are Latinos too so um, which is pretty pretty neat um, yeah, yeah. I, I love Puerto Rico by the way I was there uh, a, a few years back uh, my wife and I went for for a wedding and and the food just over there is incredible when you started talking about some of the things um, what, what are your your main dishes I know you talked about the I know you talked about the beef cheek, but talk, walk us through your menu and, and kind of how it's evolved from when you started. Um, maybe we start there. When was your first pop up? When did you start doing pop ups? My first pop up was uh, July 16, 2021. Okay. It was my first pop up. Uh, it was in the brewery. Um, I had an Instagram and I started like promoting it like for, um, you know, a whole month and we sold out. I mean, it was great. Uh, the, the main thing was, so we, we source a lot of our meats are locally sourced, especially our whole hog. And, you know, we were trying to showcase that too, like our connection to putting the money back into the low country, into our own community. And <clears throat> that was important for us. Like my farmer lives five minutes away from me and his farm is 20 minutes away from my smokehouse. So that was a thing that we wanted to showcase too in the Carolinas. If we were going to do whole hog, we're going to do it right. And we're going to source the pig from here, not mm. somewhere else. And that was really important for us to do that. And I also was showcasing all of the other uh, elements that I was learning in the offset, uh, especially I'm really into sausage making. Like I, I found that like really intriguing. So that, and at the same time too, like, you know, we had the brisket on the first pop-up. I mean, I probably have brisket uh, the first three pop-ups. And after that, I was like, Brisket's cool, but there's so much in barbecue that we can mm-hmm. offer. Uh, and yeah, at the same time, um, we were doing chickens and on, you know, all those other elements. The menu has evolved dramatically since then, of course. Uh, we're still doing the whole hog. Um, we do hash and rice, which is the head of the pig. We smoke it. So traditionally, uh, people in South Carolina, they'll boil the head. Uh, we smoke it to give her like a different type of flavor. And a recipe is different than other uh, barbecue joints. They do a lot of mustard base kind of hash. Mm-hmm. We do more like a vinegar type um, flavor that we, we put in there and it's, uh, it's, it's nice and 
it's sweeter and it's like it has so many notes and it's really flavorful and then we also do uh coleslaw that is like a mustard based coleslaw so instead of like a lot of mayo or vinegar it's like more in the mustard side so it has this tangy like it has a lot of flavor in there we have arroz con gandules as we know it's a puerto rican staple um <laughs> and that's you know made with sofrito and el caldero and it says a great it's a great it complements pork and smoked meat some well actually we just had a that recipe we just put it in uh, the local palate uh for your barbecue enthusiasts that want to cook a los con gandules uh the recipe's out so it's in um you can go and get it at the local palate uh magazine of summer issue so it's in there uh which is great nice. um, yeah so so also we have the Puerto Rican beans. So we do Puerto Rican beans, they're like red beans, and we put uh, acorn squash, we put the sofrito. So you have a lot of flavor there. And it, I, people always say, it's the best beans I've ever had in a barbecue joint. So they're, they're not barbecue beans. That's why. Like, they're just, like, you know, they're just they're beans that I grew up eating. They're just Puerto Rican beans, but people love them, you know, because it's just like so out of the ordinary to have those type of beans in a, in a barbecue setting. Um, so that's... <clears throat> that's always great and the other thing that we do have to this uh, really famous in, in the south is collards mm-hmm. so we love collards um the collards i would say is one of the craziest <laughs> processes to make because we do the whole hog we take the bones out we make a 48 hour stock that stock goes into making the collards and now they're now we're into a three hour process four hour process of making the collards the way we want to make them really labor intensive, but that flavor, I mean, I have people here, it's like, I grew up in the South my whole life, and I never taste collards, and they're better than my mama's, and they come and buy quarts and quarts, and then use them for the landscaping or something, just to say that they took them out, like, <laughs> no, no, they're cool, so they come and get them, you know, you'd be surprised how many people come and, and get and get the collars for uh, gatherings and stuff like that, because you get bragging rights on them collars, I'm telling you, oh. um, so that's awesome, so Things that we're going to introduce into the menu that we haven't introduced yet, uh, we're going to do molleja, so which is gizzards. We're going to do those in our, in like a guisadas, and we're going to put them on top of rice. I mean, everything has rice in Palmira, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're going to have that, um, and we're working in some other sites that we might introduce as well that, that we're thinking but it all takes uh, recipe development the goods are our guests are pretty much spot on so we we feel confident to talk about those uh, other things that we're going to be incorporating into the menu is chicken we'll be playing with the chicken direct heat and we play not in the offset as well i think direct heat is better on the chicken um they're both great but the direct heat just has like a different little flavor going on that it just stands out so we will be, um, yeah, doing direct heat on the restaurant, on the chicken. And, you know, uh, the other one that we introduced as well that we haven't done that much of is ribs. And those we're doing. So we, we've been experimenting with different um, types of seasonings. We did a guava, like sweet ribs. Mm. <clears throat> and we did, and we do some sazon ribs. So it's a lot of like sazon that we make ourselves, like anato and like all this other flavors going on and maybe a little bit of adobo. So those ribs, um, we see in which one it, it's, it, it takes the crown and then we'll, we'll run one of those. Um, so yeah, that's the new items. Um, we've been experimenting too, putting in the menu a lot, beef ribs. I, lo- I love beef ribs. I think it's, mm. uh, the best one of the best cuts 
and barbecue too. And, you know, it's like, I feel like it has a lot more collagen than other beef and it's just great. It's just, it's a wow factor. People love it. Uh, and we sell out like literally in 20 minutes when we put them in the menu on the pop It's the first thing that goes. So we also season that with our own flavors. You know, we put sasson on that instead of like, you know, a lot of people will put Larry's or anything like that. Instead of that, we got sasson. We got like other things we can put on it that look like Larry's, you know. So we, we experiment with that and put all the seasonings as well. And, you know, just make it different, you know, just a uh, different bite, you know, and um, at the end of the day, it's beef, it's a beef rib, but, you know, you, you get a little hint of other notes and maybe something different too in that. So, yeah, that's pretty much the sausage is the Pionono sausage, as I described it, um, and the whole hog, we do our own vinegar sauce, which is like sweet, and at the same time, it's like vinegary, and a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a balanced combination, it's peppery too, uh, so it has all the elements that you need. And the fattiness, it just is designed to cut the fattiness of the heritage whole hog because the heritage whole hog has a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. And you need to cut, you need to know how to cut that. It stays juicy, yes, there's uh, a lot of flavor and fat, but you also want to balance everything. So that's, you know, we put the sauce in it, sauce it, pull it, and uh, yeah, it's great. And do you, are you doing any desserts too? Or so desserts, um, we'll be experimenting with that. We haven't done any desserts yet. Um, we might do like a guava cheesecake, I think will be a good um, candidate. Also, I like rice puddings too. Uh, con leche, I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, maybe a tembleque. You know, tembleque will be also it's, uh, another dish, a Puerto Rican dessert uh, with coconut. That And, you know, there's just so much there that we can pull from too. Like, so so oh, that's, yeah, yeah that, that we're going to start developing because we don't want to put just something in the menu just to say we have dessert. It, yeah. It's more like, we, need, we really need to think about this and, and see what will complement and really represent us as as a, as a company as well. In December, a little a little coquito for your. Uh... Coquito on the side. My mom makes the best coquito. She <laughs> makes chocolate coquito. So when, whenever you come through, I'll make sure I have a bottle. Oh you know, yeah, man. Chocolate scratched up in there. Yeah, my mom is uh, famous for making coquitos for every uh, holiday occasion. <laughs> she yeah, has a bunch, that's a bunch of recipes in there. You know, I wish I would have known about, I was out there uh, um, in April of last year, uh, mm. 22, and uh, I went on a, on a barbecue run. I was in North Carolina, and then, uh, you know, I went I went to Sam Jones, and I went down, you know, I went all around. I went down to Asheville and hit Books and Hall, and I hit, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went down to South Carolina, and I had, uh, you know, I had, um Lewis and then I also had um, um, Rodney Scott's also, you know, yeah, yeah. but I didn't have a whole lot of time. I was there for a couple of days because I was actually going there for a work event and I got there two days early just so I can go eat barbecue and then go back and start my work week. Oh, um, that's great. Yeah. But I, I want to get back out there. Definitely next time I come out there, I'm going to come. <laughs> yeah, back yeah, there. man. I wasn't, I wasn't really on the map yet. You know, yeah. like I was there, but I wasn't, you know, it was kind yeah. of like those things that, you know, but yeah. Well, well sure. I'm glad you are. I'm glad you are. Um, so what are, what are you cooking on these days? Um, um, what, what, uh, what pits are you using and what kind of wood are you using out there? Well, it's a combination of, uh, different white woods and red wood, uh, oak. I mean, so combination of different white oaks and, uh, red oak is what I use and always used. Uh, live oak is my favorite. It's really similar to post oak, how the way it burns. Um, 
when we can get it, we get that. So <clears throat> we use the to the vessels that we use to cook will be the Palmira, the, the original vessel. Um, we use a 500 that I built too. So I built a 500. Uh, we also have the whole hog cooker that I built uh, that fits like three, 200, three, 300, two, uh, three, 200 pound whole hogs in there. So 600 pounds Damn. in total. In there. Um, and our new acquisition that we just acquired is a Centex smoker uh, built by Michael Johnson. It's a great smoker. Uh, actually, I'll be cooking a lot of that because it's like so dialed in. Um, you know, and it's a bigger capacity, so I'll probably be doing uh, cooking on the Centex a lot, and maybe the 500 for ribs or something. Uh, but the thousand gallon is the way to go for sure. I mean, I, you know, I, I already I already cooked on the little ones and and did all that, and then had to like you know struggle doing 48 hours in a row to just have enough meat and and all those things. So it's nice to have. Um, a big smoker that you can cook on. It's a piece of art. I mean, the guy is, a, is an engineer. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I believe his, I have cooked in a lot of smokers, uh, different manufacturers and everything, uh, different events and seen him and, and, and had the opportunity to cook in a lot of them. And when I was in Florida and I cooked in a Centex for the first time and um, we were at Tropical Smokehouse down there, Rick Mace is the pit master and owner there of Tropical Smokehouse, great restaurant. And um, he was gracious enough to invite us to uh, participate in, um, in an event down there, which uh, uh, John Bates from Interstellar was to in Smokehouse, was there too. Um, we had Elliot Moss, we had Andy, we had a bunch of people uh, down there that came through. Um, and yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. And go back, going back to the <laughs> to the story, basically the Centex was there, and the Centex yeah. uh, was there, and um, we, you know, had to cook the beef cheeks because that's what I did. Los con gandules, but I did like a spicy los con gandules. So the sofrito, instead of like putting ají peppers, we put habaneros. Um, so habaneros, so it was like whoa, like it hit you. But then we did a guava sauce on the top to sweet it up, you know, so it was spicy and everybody's what's spicy here. Like everybody's like, you know, loving it. Cause they're like, Oh my God, it's like great. So, and then, you know, so cooking on that, on that pit, I was like, man, this is so easy. It just, it burns uh, with so efficient. And, you know, it's like, I was, keep, I was keeping opening cause I'm used to like loading it up with more wood and, and the wood was still solid burning and the bark that it produced on the beef cheeks were like insane. After four hours, I was like, whoa, like, this is a good machine. This is well-designed. He really put thought behind it. So I was like, yeah, that's awesome. And then we continued the conversation. Uh, he came down here. Um, and then we met in in Texas, too. And then, you know, finally we, we said, hey, let's, let's, you know, go, let's do it. And uh, he built me um, that, that pit, which looks rad. I mean, it's like, it says Palmira all over the place. Uh, and uh, Brady from Brisket Country kind of designed the uh, pinstriping and designed the logo and everything for it. They had this guy from West uh, Texas, uh, Bombo, I think it is. It's, uh, and he came and pinstriped everything. And like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great experience working with Michael and uh, everybody else in that project. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I've had Michael on the show before. He's definitely, man, he's a, he's a master at his craft for sure. 
Um, I've seen oh, yeah. a lot he's, of his work. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah, the pinstriping yeah, too. Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like it has this other element, and um, he really loves what he does. You know, yeah. you can tell it shines through in, it, in his work. You know, I mean, that thing is flawless. I mean, you don't see nothing wrong with that. I mean, the doors fit like, like, it's insane. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait for people to see it. But yeah, awesome. but it, but it's an awesome pit. So you got to hang out with yeah, a bunch yeah. of boys out there in in Florida. That's pretty awesome. Uh, all good buddies of mine. You know, I was I was thinking when we were talking earlier, like you're talking about your menu and all the different things that you do. And it, it, I was like, man, it's perfect marriage between um, you and and John Bates and what he does. Um, tell tell me mm-hmm. a little bit about that uh, that event that you guys did together, that collaboration, and uh, and what you guys what you guys put there. So. Yeah, uh, John, uh, we started a conversation. Uh, he reached out and then we started talking. Uh, he's a great guy. I respect him so much and everything he has accomplished. Uh, it was an honor for me to go to his restaurant for him to let me into his operation to to do a collaboration uh, with with him and his team. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it was, I was, you know, I have to say, you know, you like you can't believe it, you know, that, that you have such a great opportunity to do this. But he's such a down to earth guy and uh, he really loves what he does. And you can and you can see that. Um, so it was natural for for us um, to do this collaboration. It came organically. And then we started discussing uh, as, as I don't know if you guys know, but uh, um, he, he used to work in a Cuban restaurant, too. So he knows he's familiar with different uh, Latin American uh, flavors and different things. And, uh, you know, he, he pulled a lot from different angles and different things. And um, I got Cuban heritage, too, just so you guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so um, my fam- some of my family members moved from Cuba to Puerto Rico back in the 50s. So we got I got from both, you know, a little bit from both. Um, so, yeah. So he we pulled from from that, too. And we did. Uh, Lao Encendido, which is a dish, uh, a really good dish with oxtail. Uh, we did a papa llena with uh, beef cheeks in it. Um, we had the hog that we cooked all night. We also did the uh, hash and rice, which was delicious. We did also a lengua. I love cooking lengua. Uh, it's one of my favorite cuts to cook. Uh, I'll cook it just like uh, I'll rub it up and cook it in the opposite that I peel this, the the silver skin off and it's just like a little brisket, you know, like like this and you just cook it just like that and it turns out great. Um, <clears throat> so we did that too. We did a taco, uh, kind of like a play on his brisket taco, but we did the um, the, the lengua in there. Uh, so many great dishes. The avocado salad was delicious. It had like uh, so many citrusy notes in there. Um, it was it was great. So everything was merry well together. I mean, he's also a master at doing that. Uh, how to you know you see one of his platters and you can tell that everything has a purpose. Everything marries really well. And uh, if you can get a whole platter, it will make sense all together like a symphony. So yeah, I respect that. And and tasting all his food as well, it was like wow, this is like you know, impressive the way he, that he thinks about it. Uh, so simplistic in many ways, but so complex at the same time. 
uh, he's a great guy. Uh, the team yeah. is great there too. They were, they they support so much, and uh, I'm just like I said, I'm just grateful that I had that opportunity to go yeah. there and collaborate uh, with one of the best in the game. You know, so it's uh, it's awesome. Um, we do have more collaborations on the way with other individuals. <laughs> um, we have one coming up. Uh, I don't know when this is releasing, but we have one coming up um, with Koi Barbecue. It's going to be um, the 21st of this month. 21st out in Houston? Yep. Okay, nice. So we're going to be um, – he hasn't – he hasn't said anything officially yet, but he did put a post today about working with a pitmaster from South Carolina, and that happens to be uh, me. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna we have a really exciting menu, and it, this one's gonna be uh, more Puerto Rican influence for sure. We do nice. have a lot of things. Uh, it's a really complex and beautiful menu that we already agree upon, and we have and and crafted both and uh it's gonna be a great experience for whoever goes <laughs> just yeah. letting you know but but yeah super excited to work with don too uh yeah such a great and seeing him doing uh what we're doing with our heritage and be able to do it with his um uh, vietnamese uh influences is uh it's is uh you know impressive yeah yeah he's yeah. he's incredible i've uh i've been to several of uh He's events that he's been at and they everything that they cook is always incredible. They came up to uh California and did a collab over at Heritage also one year. So um I'm actually going to Monterrey. Oh, wow. Actually I'm going to uh the Interstellar, the next uh collab that they're having with all the guys from Monterrey that are coming in on the twenty seventh. Oh. So Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be legit. Yeah. Sure so I'll be, be there. I'll be there for that one. I'm I hate that I missed yours, but uh <laughs> we'll we'll catch you soon, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah, yeah, man. So, talk to us a little bit about uh, your plans now. I know we we kind of touched a little bit at the beginning about the brick and mortar. Um, uh, tell us about the, the, those plans and uh, and how that's coming along. So yeah, we're working. Um, so obviously, everything takes time, and. Um, in the next couple of days, I believe we're going to have a lot of progress because uh, with the city and everything, they're going to start approving certain things. That's going to help us to move a lot faster now. Uh, pretty much we have, I would say, 50% of the restaurant is, is built. Uh, the other 50% renovations are on the, on, on the way. We uh, already purchased all the material, everything. So everything's standby pretty much as soon as uh the electrical gets approved and then I can start enclosing everything and then we can start moving forward with uh, completing the renovation and we're going to have a pit room in there. But mostly like the essence of what I'm trying to make this place is like a true barbecue joint. Like you walk in, it's going to be like a market style, just like you see in Texas, because I feel like that's the most efficient way to serve barbecue. Uh, and also it's like a great interaction with your customer. You just not come into a counter. I put the information and say, oh, I'll see you in a second. Here's the number. That's not mm -hmm. what we're doing. I want you to come in and, and be able to um, talk to me, uh, you know, hey, what do you think is good with this and that? You know, have an experience and yeah. be able to walk you through this whole process, uh, building your own platter. Um, and that's really important for us. Uh, obviously, um, Brisket Country, Brady, has a lot to do with the design of the restaurant. 
Uh, he's uh, doing the logos, uh, merch, uh, designing uh, different elements of the restaurant when it comes to graphic design, menu, uh, visuals, uh, a lot of things. Uh, at the same time, I have another designer. Her name is Scala. Uh, she's uh, Italian, Puerto Rican. Uh, Italian. She's from Italy, lives in Puerto Rico, uh, and she's great. She's uh, She understands uh, a lot about colors, different different things and uh, they have she has been working with Brady as well together and it's been a it's a team I mean it's basically we are a team and uh we try to you know pretty much build this um really beautiful but at the same time down to earth and remembering the roots of of uh, barbecue and our heritage and and everything else that goes into that we want you to come in and feel like you're at home and you're in a great place and you know you see we put metal all over, like the pits that, like the whole hall cookers that I build the same metal that I use, uh, just to make you feel like, look, this is like raw. This is real. This is this is barbecue. This is not a fancy place that you come. I mean, it's just it's great. It's gonna have that great atmosphere, and it's gonna make you want to stay there and eat barbecue. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, that's awesome. Same time, having the smokers on site, smelling the smoke. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a it's a lot of thought behind it. Uh, it's a great location. It's a location that is located in a neighborhood. So there's like a bunch of like 5,000 houses around it. Um, it's a community. We do pop-ups there and sell out in one hour. There's a uh, bottle shop right next to our restaurant, which specializes in craft beer. And the community just comes through. They want this. They, they mm-hmm. need this in the neighborhood. Like they want to have a barbecue joint, uh, something cool and exciting in their neighborhood. And they support it. They're there for it, you know. It's not like they say, "Oh, we want this," and then never show up. They they show up. I mean, they're, yeah. they're not playing games. We have a line, we sell out, and 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 you know, it's awesome to see that, you know. That's great, man. That's great. So you, by the way, congratulations. You said you've been married for twelve years. Congrats on that. Um, Thank you. Do you do you guys have any kiddos, or are you? Yeah, uh, yeah. I got I got two kids, uh, a daughter and a son, and uh, yeah, they're they're they look they're great. Uh, how old are they? Uh, like What's that? How old are they? Oh, 11 and 10. So 11 and my 10. My is 11 and my son is 10. Actually, uh, his birthday was yesterday. So. Oh, well, yeah. happy birthday to him, man. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, they yeah. keep you busy. Oh, yeah, they keep me busy. It's, it's a balance. I mean, because barbecue demands a lot of sacrifice, especially at the level uh, that we are at and, and all the counterparts as well that, 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 that take barbecue really serious and, and want to produce the best product for the customers. You know, they know, I know, you know, it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it is, you have to have that balance and you have to understand that, but it does take a lot of sacrifice mm-hmm. in the beginning. So, and they see me, they see, oh, that is going to work. Oh, he'll be back. And, you know, the other day I stayed, like I did uh, 36 briskets for a customer he just wanted brisket, so I cooked it for him. And then I stopped literally 48 hours because I had to cook. I started another cook for the pop-up. So it was like Thursday, and then I went to sleep on Sunday. So if that gives you an idea of, yeah. like, the stuff that I go. <laughs> but the bills got to get paid. I need to put money into the restaurant, too. And uh, it just has to happen right now. There's no, you know. Everything's on the line, you know, so yeah. you just got to make it happen, you know. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, what do you like to do when you're not doing barbecue other than uh, hang out with your family? I'm sure your ha- family keeps you busy. Any hobbies or anything that you like to do? I know you were, you were a wrestler. Uh, That's something you, 
you told us? Yeah, so I, I used to do a lot of martial arts. So I did judo, I did jujitsu. Uh, when I was in New York, I did Muay Thai. Um, so I used to do a lot of that, and and that consumed me a lot a lot of time too, just for exercise and stuff. Sometimes I used to go three hours just doing that um, a day. <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, but yeah, no, not really that many hobbies. I like to craft a lot of stuff, so just like build stuff and like certain things like that. But really, I'll be a hundred percent with you. Barbecue takes up a hundred percent of almost like I would say ninety eight percent of my time. Yeah, um, yeah. That's all I'm, I'm thinking about, and that's all I do. And pretty much, it, it just consumes my life because it needs to. Uh, you know, it's just when you want to be like athletes too. If you think about it, when they're in the top of their game, or they want to be in the top of their game, producing, you know, you know, doing what they do best, um, it takes sacrifice. I mean, it's hard work. It's it's no way around it. It's not glamorous. It's not a lecture. It's not what you see in Instagram. You know, yeah. it's it's not that. It's it's hard work. It's pure hard work and determination. And you got to be somewhat obsessed with what you do every day to be to be good at it and produce the best product you can. If not, it, it's you know, it's not for you. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just one of those things, right? <laughs> like you know. Yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot of people that want the fame, but they don't. They're not willing to put in the hard work. Uh, you definitely can tell that uh, you're you're the opposite of that. You want to put in the hard work and and reap the reward rewards. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's always better to to move from the shadows, man. Yeah. It's always better to to be in that dark place and work really hard. And uh, eventually, like I didn't want none, you know, to be in magazines or none of that. You know, that's just a byproduct of the hard work that I do. And eventually, people notice you and they start like, oh, we want to talk to you. We want to do this. We want to do that. And um, and, you know, that that's essentially, you know, just working really hard. And next thing we know, we were like uh, Robert Moss came and he put us 19 in the South with the Southern League magazine list. And then he um, and then Eater put us number one in the Carolinas. Uh, you know, so it's just, you know, byproduct of us working really hard. You know, we don't have a PR agent. We don't have those connections to make with people. It just happens naturally. Like they reach out to us. Uh and yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that they want to hear what we have to say, you know, oh, yeah. and that we're willing to support, you know. But yeah, but we do it because we love it. We don't do it for, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, when when's your target opening date for your for your? Um, well, that's still like kind of like in the air until the next three days. I, mm -hmm. uh, in the next two days, I'll have a more solid answer. But I mean, I will say no more than two months. I mean, okay, for sure, no more than two months. Um, but yeah, that's still like kind of like in the air about when we're gonna open. Hopefully, we 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 won't have any no, you know, unknown delays or something like that. That would, you know. So yeah, so we'll, we'll see. That's awesome. Well, good luck with that, buddy. I know that uh, you. that you will, uh, you guys will be successful, and and I can't wait to get out there and try you guys' food. Can you tell us something that maybe most people wouldn't know about you? Maybe one thing that. Uh, that uh, that most hmm. people wouldn't know about you. Hmm. Interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I don't drink alcohol. Oh, you don't drink alcohol? No. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, nobody All right. knows. A lot of people don't know that. Um, and I just you're in like, barbecue. Ah, you know what? <laughs> what? And you're in barbecue? I'm in barbecue, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I don't drink alcohol. Stop drinking alcohol because. Uh, started, you know, messing with like my performance and I was like, I need to let this go. 
uh, you know, drinking moonshine and, and, you know, cooking whole hogs is definitely not the best recipe for things. And, you know, I was like, no, I need to be serious about this. Like I need to put a hundred percent into my craft and I cannot be like, you know, and I made that decision. And once I make a decision, you can seal that in gold. I mean, it's, it's done, you know, and one day I woke up and I was like, I'm not drinking no more alcohol. And that's it. It's been like that for a year and six months. And people look at me like, oh, you want a beer, man? I'm like, no, nah, nah, I'm good. And they can't believe it because I used to drink, you know, I'll drink a beer like water. Yeah. And uh, but but yeah, that's one thing that nobody knows about me. Yeah. So, well, mm-hmm. now, hopefully a lot of people, <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's other people that are with you there. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of folks that that, you know, John Brotherton doesn't Bill Dumas doesn't, you know, and yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it de- definitely makes sense that, you know, a lot of times and and I know a lot of my friends that drink, but uh, whenever they're cooking, they will not drink at all, you know, so because they take it seriously, like you said, and uh, and it's this product. But, uh, man, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat with me. Uh, I I know we have a, an invite out to you for uh, for for California. <laughs> Uh, we oh, yeah, have uh, the event out here, but I know you're opening a new restaurant, so we'll be on standby if you can make it. Fantastic. Yeah. If not, let us know. We also have one in Monterrey in, in October this year that we'd like to invite you to. Um, oh, that's helping, awesome. uh, I'm helping Luis Vivas uh, organize that that event. I helped him do it last year, too. And, yeah, Monterrey. Uh, I like Monterrey a lot. I've been there before. It's, it's yeah, nice. yeah. So um, I'll send you the details on that one as well, too. Um, but uh, yeah, man, would love to see you in Cali. If not, I'll I'll catch you in uh, in uh, South Carolina or in uh, or in Texas yeah. sometime when you're traveling. Uh, we'll yeah, see yeah, for right. sure. We're gonna make it this year. We'll definitely be able to make it next year. Uh, but we'll, we'll do our best. You know, it's always if even if I have to fly there and just stay there for 24 hours and fly back, we'll we'll, we'll make it. It's not unheard of. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We can we can make it happen just to be there and uh, spend some quality time. Hey, uh, a day is a day, right? Like you gotta yes, live day by day and be um, grateful for you know being in this earth another day and be able to, to do what you love and be around your loved ones. So remember yes. that, you know. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Hector, fue un placer. Un placer yeah. también. Man, <laughs> un placer. You uh, you make me proud uh, of you and and you know proud to be a Latino and and. Uh, so happy that you're out there in the in the Carolinas where you know it's it's dominated by uh you know a different kind of hold hog I'm, I'm happy that you you're out there with the Puerto Rican roots and the, and the Cuban roots and all of that and showing mm-hmm. off uh, all of uh, all of your heritage there so good luck to you to your family wish you the very best and uh, stay in touch my brother hey thank you uh looking forward to uh seeing you soon <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks a lot. All right, All right brother. Care, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. If you like the show, please let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app. Make sure you subscribe to get all past and future episodes and share with your friends. Remember to follow us on all your social media platforms at iCrushBBQShow. And check out our website at iCrushBBQShow.com. Remember, don't forget to tag us with your favorite pics. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.